Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Thanks for tuning back into Windowsill Chats. I am so glad to have you back with us today. Us would be myself and Ms. Sarah Hand, painter and paper mache artist extraordinaire. Before I tell you a little bit more about Sarah, I want to say thanks again to all of you for all your positive, encouraging feedback you give me all the time. I want to read a great review from one of our listeners. This is from Run Mama 39. Margo and her guests have given me courage to keep going with my children's book and continue to paint. I love learning that perfection is not necessary and it's all about showing up even if you have self-doubt. Joy Waters. Thank you so much, Joy. I specifically chose your review, Joy, because I feel like today you'll really kind of feel simpatico with Sarah and what she has to say about her process. So a little bit more about Sarah Hand. I've been aware of Sarah thanks to the interweb for quite a few years now. The thing that drew me to Sarah was her sense of color and style and that it just really felt her own. Sarah is an artist, illustrator, and a teacher. She teaches at the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts and the Visual Arts Center of Richmond. She has done art retreats, and she also teaches online. Her work has been featured in Somerset Studio Magazine, and she has had many solo exhibits of her wonderful art. She is the author and illustrator of the new book, Art Makers, Paper Mache, a step-by-step guide to creating more than a dozen adorable projects. And that is from Quarto Creates. It's true. It is a wonderful book. And we get into that more in the episode. When Sarah's not elbows deep in paste and paper, you can find her painting, drawing, and dreaming up stories and images for picture books. Sarah lives and creates in Richmond, Virginia with her husband and their three-legged cat, Roger. And if you look at Sarah's Instagram bio, it just, it's very simple. It says illustration, paper mache, and wonder. And to me, that ties it up very nicely. Join me as I have a wonderful, colorful conversation with Sarah Hand. So excited to have Sarah Hand on Windowsill Chats today. Thank you, Sarah, for being here. 
Thanks for having me. Sure. I know, (laughs) you you know, your colorful work is in my life. I love to come and look at it online, but then I I have some that I've had for a long time. You've been on my my radar for a long time just because you have that whimsical, fresh way. Plus you speak your mind and it's, you know, similar to what I think. And it's all just like, oh, Sarah. And then the book book was coming out. I was like, oh my gosh. The book. Yes. So exciting. So, you know, I like to, I like to hear the the path of how people got to where they are. So I would love it if you take us back a little ways and uh, tell us about the artist, Sarah Hand. Has that been a, a forever unfolding? Yeah, I do. I think so. I mean, I've always as a kid was always encouraged to make art and my mom always had supplies around for me and my brother. So great. She was a teacher. So, and she is also an artist. So she's just was the first person to really encourage me. Yay for mom. Yeah, I know mom go mom go. And she was a teacher that, which is also a great, um, profession. Yes. Mine too. Thanks. Very Mm -hmm. good. Um, so I've always made stuff just for fun and, you know, made stuff for my dollhouse and always drew pictures and made little books all the time. And um, I didn't go to school for art. I went for English literature thinking, well, I wasn't really confident at the time that I would do anything with art. And I mm-hmm. also, for some reason, thought English would be more practical. <laughs> it's that real job thing, right? Gosh, yeah. so many people. This is a repeating um <laughs> This is a repeating thing for many of us because I was the same. No, get a well-rounded education, then you can go into art. Like, mm. yeah, uh-uh. but I really ended up skipping a lot of classes and just making things all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was telling somebody yesterday. Oh, sunny. It's too nice to go to class. Oh, it's raining. I don't feel like riding my bike to class. <laughs> There's so many other things to do. Oh, well, at least you are making things. That's positive. All the time. Yep. I was always making things. And then in my thirties, I think it was like my early thirties, I had just this crazy idea to have a puppet show, um, in my yard. And it was like a talent show. And I asked all my friends to write a puppet script. And then me and a couple of other friends, we, we put on the puppet show and, um, used everybody's scripts. And we had crazy music and crazy lighting. And it was fun. It was just totally like hand-hewn, homemade. I used my puppet theater that my dad made when I was a little kid. So it was really small with two oh my grown gosh. people behind it. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. It was so much fun. And I invited like tons of people just thinking, you know how it is. You always sure. invite more people to a party than you think are going to come. Yeah. And so many people came uh. and people talked about it for like months afterwards and people even still say like that was so much fun and oh my was, you know like really over 15 years ago that I did that so wow. um that gave me some confidence to like put myself out there a little bit more and um a friend of mine who wrote a script for the puppet show his his father worked for um our local art museum in the kids department and so he asked me if I wanted to put on a puppet show and he would pay me and I was like what? Oh my gosh, that's so great <laughs> for the kids, you know, just like a story time kind of no, no big deal. Just, but I was like, I'm getting paid real money to do like the goofiest, silliest, do it yourself thing ever. And, um, and so things like that kept happening. And I, I had really 
um, boring job <laughs> at our local <laughs> university, at, like doing paperwork. And I eventually um, just started teaching at some local art centers and just did that, started doing that. So teaching was really great and then doing some puppet shows. And then I just started teaching more and making more art. And that's kind of my path. And then I, I started making paper mache mm-hmm. um, because I was teaching summer camps at my local art centers called the Visual Art Center of Richmond. It's a mm-hmm. great place. Um, I started teaching summer camps and we did puppets and all sorts of other things. And I was like, I need to teach more classes to mm-hmm. make more money. So I started teaching paper mache just because I did it a little bit in puppets, but not for the whole time. And then I just did it to teach. And then I really got into doing paper mache. I mm-hmm. loved it. I would make examples for the kids just to show them how to do stuff. And and then I'd be like, ooh, I want to go home and make some more stuff. So that. that's kind of how I got into paper mache. I love that. You know, um, there's something about paper mache. And I was talking to a friend about this. Um, you know, it's there's so many of us that have a memory of it, right? An early memory of a like I can remember fifth grade, the balloons, and that and it's the tearing <laughs> of the paper and the gloppiness of the glue. And did your mom make it or did you know your teacher make it or and the smell of it and the fun and messy and the freedom of it. And I don't remember Mm -hmm. what I made. I just remember covering that red balloon, you know, and it was (laughs) fifth or sixth grade. I mean, and I'm sure we did it before that. My mom, you know, it was the, well, it was a long time ago. And, uh, (laughs) she was doing paper mache boxes with the little, you know, yarn on top. Then it was heavily painted Mm -hmm. over. Very cool. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, so we have that, so paper mache itself brings back great memories, hopefully. And yes. then it it seems doable. You can find things around your house, highly potentially. And then with the help of Sarah's new book, you know, you can see how to make things that will really hold it up. It's not just a red balloon anymore. You know, there's the chicken wire and the masking tape and things like that. But um, I love that your teaching of it kept stayed with you and you took that home. And I I just love that. And for me, one of the things that completely um, I love about your work is your use of color and your just your characters and your style of art. It just it all translates and works so well together. It it seems so you. And I love that. That's not always an easy thing to hold on to. Thank you. I feel like it. uh, I don't have any control over it. I know, you know, I don't I feel like a lot of people feel that way about their art or maybe some people don't because they do try to control it more but it just kind of comes out that way and I think because well I'm not really a perfectionist and that's one thing mm. I love about paper Perfect. mache is that you can't you you can try to control it but there's always going to be something a little off about it I love <laughs> and that. I like things that are a little bit you know I always say wonky it's just mm-hmm. a wonky art but I think you're right about that nostalgic feeling that it 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 brings up, I teach kids classes of paper mache, but I also teach adults mm-hmm. and um, like in-person classes. And I, well, a lot of children really just are grossed out by the pace. Some of them <laughs> like it, some of them don't. It's just, you know, always the same. It's a mixed bag, but adults never really have that kind of a problem with the sensory. 
issue, mm-hmm. but they're always talking about these memories they have about mm-hmm. like what you were saying, like what they made when they were in elementary school or, oh, I still have a thing that I made when I was a kid and my mom saved it all these years. And these are like grown up people. And it just kind of brings you back to that place of being happy. I find it to be a really soothing art and craft. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. there's tearing, there's crumpling. You're not drawing and painting. I love, I mean, I love that so much, but there's a little bit more pressure on yourself to get it right or like make this be a picture. But when you're making a cat or some sort of weird elf or something yeah you're just like enjoying it like a kid enjoys and I think that there's something about that um I'm like squinting my hand up there's something yeah. about that working with your hands um in three dimensions that really does something for us as adults that we need way more mm-hmm. than we're than we get I think a lot of times I think this, like, th- we could talk for hours about this. I, there's something <laughs> about it. And I had, I wasn't really thinking about it until you said that, but paper mache or those kind of crafts where you have to kind of get your hands in it gives you permission to not be perfect. And as adults, um, we get further and further away from that organic naivete of just yeah. trying it and just making it. And, and oh my gosh just the cover of you. I mean, I ordered that as soon as I heard about it. I was like that <laughs> book. Um, what we're talking about is, and we'll go into this a little more a little bit later, but Sarah very conveniently has a new book <laughs> on paper mache, which is fantastic. <laughs> but I just think the permission to let ourselves play, we don't give ourselves nearly enough. And I love that that's part of just your practice. That's just part of what you do. And it, it comes across and it's wonderful. Great. I'm glad to hear that. Sometimes I feel like, <laughs> oh, I got to get this paper mache done. But then I kind of like when I'm teaching adults, especially I'm like, if you're stressed out right now, mm-hmm. you need to reassess where you are with it because it should just be really fun. Like it should really just be fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah. For the adult classes, are those... Um, at the visual arts center as well, or have you done mm-hmm. those other places? Yeah. I I've taught them a bunch of different places, but I mainly teach at the visual arts center of Richmond and the Virginia museum of fine arts. Oh, that's so right. Yeah. I, I do some, um, workshops for paper mache. Nice there. Yeah. Well, it's been, you know, kind of funny because of COVID. So I haven't been teaching as much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I, yeah. I know you're doing a little bit of teaching just to kind of celebrate the new book, which is great. And I love that that's shown up through your Instagram live, which I couldn't get to, but then, um, with Deborah Stein yesterday or this week or sometime recently, um, it just, again, it's just that little reminder. Um, just try it. Just so, try it. Yeah. Crumple some paper up and tape it and stick two wires in it. And you got a bird, you know? Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about how the book came about and what that process was like for you. Okay, I will. Um, It was delayed because of COVID. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, I need that like um, 70s dream sequence going back in time (laughs) from TV. Kodachrome. Well, I've ever since I started doing paper mache, I had an idea that it would be fun to make a book. And one reason that I had the idea is every time I would look for books about paper mache, they were very dated. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just old. I mean, like you can find them, but there aren't that many books out there that are 
about paper mache. Um, and I was like, oh, I, I should write a book because I love to make little cute things. And I felt like people might want to do that. And so I'd been looking at publishers' websites. I mean, this is over years. I've had, I have like a folder, you know, look, mm-hmm. print out their requirements and stuff because if you have a book idea and you want to see how to do it, you just go to the publisher's website. And sometimes it's hard to find, but they always have submission guidelines. Mm-hmm. So um, Quarto Creates is my publisher. And that was my top choice. Like that was the nice. one I was m- most excited about. Um, I looked at my own craft and art books to see who was publishing them. Love that. And so I did a lot of research and I um, wrote an outline and I had so many projects in the book. Of course, we cut like half of them or more. <laughs> I want to see the, the, the cut ones. I know. I want to do like a four volume. Good. <laughs> um, but then I, uh, I guess a little over two years ago, I signed on with um, Kristen Baluch for Little Blue Mushroom Agency. Oh, yes. Great. Um, for children's books. And, mm-hmm. and I had already been working like right before that happened. I had been really working. I'd been meeting a group of other writers and we'd been just working in the mornings. And this was the thing I was concentrating on. So when I signed with Kristen, I was like, well, I don't have a kid's book to pitch right now, but I have all this work done for this. And she was like, I said, would you be interested in pitching this for me? And here's who I want you to pitch it to. And she was like, absolutely. So good. And, um, and, and I, it was, you know, it's kind of a long you don't know anything process with books. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if other people are interested in writing books, one, you should. And two, just know <laughs> that you don't hear things for long periods of time. And then they'll ask you for more stuff. And then you don't hear anything for a while. And then all of a sudden they're like, you've got a book. Let's get uh, working. <laughs> so, so that's great. what happened. Yeah. And so that was in November of 2019 is when I started working on it and I finished it you know, midway through 2020 mm-hmm. it was supposed to come out in November, but because the printing is in China, yeah, um, everything was delayed. It was just a crazy time, but I'm just so grateful to have a book. I, it's like a dream come true for me. Oh, that's so, so that's great. Story. We, we all get to benefit. That's so, and it is, and it's a long process because mm-hmm. it is the researching, you know, kind of, we all have to approach that in our own way or see if we know anybody that could let you know point us in the right direction and then the writing and the figuring it out and the I have outlines from years ago that are still hanging around somewhere but it's it's yeah. just so great when it all works out and there will be information on this on the show notes it's so Sarah has the most yummy colors and you can't see it but I'm look Sarah's sitting in front of the most fantastic afghan that is in all your colors it's just Isn't aqua that great? butter and Oh, yeah. I put that behind me for you because I thought you would appreciate it. I got it at the thrift store, if you can believe that. Oh, that was a good day. A bit, a really good day. Yeah. (laughs) It's delicious. It's so your colors. But this, just your, again, your quirky fabulousness in your characters and your colors and your painting. And I say that with all the love in my heart that I can because that's why, like, I had to own some of your work as the first time I ever saw it. But I just love, I cannot wait to start to start and make something in here. And I, I love that um, it's showing up on your stories, people working on projects from this. Oh, I know. I, I did a, an Instagram. I've, I've done two now. It's Instagram Live, but I saved them if anyone is interested in looking oh, at them great. again. 
it's like uh, it's a project from the book it's making a bird mm -hmm. um just like a little bird on two legs <laughs> and they're it's just a little make-along it's very quick but i have gotten so many cute photos from people Great. they're working with their kids or they're just like whipping these birds out like crazy and it it's so satisfying for me to see that kind of enthusiasm especially with paper mache because mm -hmm. not everybody is into the mess you know it is like True. well i think a lot of times people think it's more messy than it is if it's if you're making something big Mm -hmm. And I would even say if you're covering a balloon, which I find very difficult mm -hmm. because things slide around, but if you're doing a little thing, um, it's not a big mess and it's just so fun and yeah. it's pretty fast too. I say it's pretty fast. So check it out if you want to see, I mean, it's just like in the book, but it's me talking a whole lot and maybe being a little bit awesome. goofy. But that's we'll so see. great. I mean, that's <laughs> one of the things about social media is like, you can buy the book and see the person and, you know, laugh along and have some fun and, and do all that. And I just, yes. I just love, and, and it's really cool too. And I just so enjoy these conversations because, you know, I've never talked to you in person. However, I feel like I've, had conversations with you in my head for sure <laughs> you know just when you when you followed somebody for a long time and it's like oh they had an anniversary oh you know like it's just all the things yeah. and i just get extra excited when something happens like this where you can realize a dream and and a book comes out or you know a, a the latest project or or just even how our um how we shift with things too. yeah yeah and i really i've I love Instagram for that so much. Sometimes, you know, we can talk about this, but sometimes it's a little too much, but mm -hmm. I do because it's been around for a while. And, um, like you bought something for me a long time ago. Like mm -hmm. it was like you, I maybe lived in one a of my, other... yeah. yeah. And it was like one of my first Etsy sales. Like mm -hmm. I maybe oh. had sold a few things before that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't even know how to ship things. But <laughs> it's so fun to see other people like, like you're saying, like grow and achieve mm -hmm. things. And you feel like you're right there next to your friends cheering them on all the time. I think, you know, and I've said this before, and it, it's just, it does get to be too much, but the community that we um, grow on Inst or on social media, it's just everything, you know, you, you might yeah. never, you might actually never even meet in person, but you just feel like this symbiotic relationship with these people that you can relate to their challenges and joys and processes and, you know, totally. And like doing the little bird make along was really fun for me because I haven't taught paper mache for a while now. Yeah because of COVID and it was fun to just read comments. And it felt like I was actually just hanging out with a bunch of friends and crafting, which we can't do right now. So it's just <laughs> really fun. Yeah, it's just super fun to have that. And um, I, I have said this multiple times that I just don't think I would have a book without Instagram because mm -hmm. I feel like people really encouraged me when I made my first weird little paper mache things. And um, like, I remember, one day I was going, I, I posted some little rabbits that I made a long time ago. Some of the first things that I was like, well, I'll, I'll charge more than I'm comfortable with. Not enough, probably. Nope. <laughs> but then I went, I remember this so well. I went to Joanne Fabrics to get some supplies and I looked at my Instagram. This is years ago. I looked at my Instagram and I had all these new followers and I was like, 
what happened? And it was because Kelly Ray Roberts uh-huh. bought something of mine and posted about it. And it was like, all of a sudden, all these people started mm-hmm. following me. And it was crazy how that happened. Mm-hmm. That organic sort of, it, it it really is kind of amazing in that way. And it, mm-hmm. it helps to overlook the things that get a little stale about it. That- For sure. I I think it's good to just take take the time away that you need if you need yeah. to step away from it. I had a really busy week last week and I felt like I was on Instagram too much, mm-hmm. just like staring at my phone too much in general. Mm-hmm. And um, I took a lot of time off this weekend. It was great. It is but, great. You know, you know, when I came back and I was like, it's great to see people making stuff again. It is. It's a tool in our toolbox, really. And, mm-hmm. and we can we can follow our own rules around that. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, you know, you get kind of swept up in the, oh my gosh, you know, my feed should look a certain way, or I need to post it a certain way. And actually the only rule is you need to do it the way that feels right for you. That's really the only rule. Yes. I agree. I agree. There's no shoulds. No, because um, then you're genuine and that's really what people are looking for. I think. I agree. I know yeah. that's what I, I, and you know, when you see it, you know, you're just yes. like, ah, this yeah, is I'll stay here yeah. for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> so what's next? What's in, what's in your dream box? What's, what are you thinking you might want to play with next? <sighs> well, big dream is that I would love to have a kid's book or many kid's books mm-hmm. that I would write and illustrate. I'd also like to, I, I love teaching paper mache to people. It's just so fun for me. Um, I've done it so many times that it there's an ease to it. So yeah. I really feel like I can put my full self into helping people and teaching people. So my ideal teaching situation would yes. be, you know, a wonderful retreat somewhere mm-hmm. in like Italy or someplace like that. That's really beautiful with delicious food. Yeah. Some time for making things, some time for walking around and looking at things. Oh, that would be Primo for me. I have some ideas for you. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned. Yeah. People have to check back for that one. I love that. And I think, you know, those are the things too, that especially after, or when it gets to the point where we can gather or feel comfortable gathering like that to share time with people that are there for the same reason, it is a little break, right? Cause you're, you're, you have days or if it's a retreat or something like that, you're you've said yes to these days of doing this lovely, delicious thing for yourself. And then you come away with not only, you know, what you've made, but friendships and memories and something Mm -hmm. from an antique store or whatever that might be, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, yeah, some of the best kind of halcyon days, I think. Oh yeah. And I can, I can, I can't wait to have many Sarah Han children's books. I just hope that happens. I hope so too. Do you have stories in your, in your mind? Yeah, I'm working on something right now and I feel like I struggle with knowing what a what a story is because mm-hmm. I don't write. I mean, I appreciate writing and I have written more in the past, but it's just like drawing if you get out of the habit of it. You're yeah. real creaky and rusty. <laughs> you have to mm-hmm. do a lot of it. So, I'm kind of learning how I like to write. But yeah, I think I have stories. Yeah. For sure. I think yeah. that's awesome. I do. I feel like you know, when you're creative, that means we're often multi-passionate and talented in more than one thing. However, doesn't mean they're we're comfortable with it necessarily. Right. So what does that look like? You know, it's either trying it or 
you know, maybe your characters create the story or mm-hmm. something. And I, I can yeah, see that. like approaching it from a different way than just somebody who just writes and doesn't have the visuals going on. It's a different approach. It, it kind of has to be that way. Right. And I feel with children's books, there's so many that I can think back to that are a story of, you know, through a day or something like that. Or it's a very simple thing like dots of color or, you know, whatever it might be. The rules are are just, you know, does it delight? So so it can be what that story looks like can be maybe it doesn't have to be super straightforward. I'm going to write, write that down. Does it delight? Because, you know, that's like, that's going to be like a guiding force for my, (laughs) I feel like it already is, but I kind of just like the way you said it. Does it delight in general, like for all the art I make and stuff that I do? Mm -hmm. I think that's important to me. Yeah. It's a good filter for many things in life, really, Mm -hmm. because I think there's so many things that we get caught up in and it's, you know, we don't, Maybe we don't need to, if it doesn't delight. Yeah. As long as it, you know, pays the rent as well. It's yes, very important. <laughs> let me be, let me be clear. <laughs> doesn't have to always delight, but let's try. Exactly. Do you think you'd ever teach online a little bit more broadly? Would you be up for that? Yeah, I have something in the works that I'm, can't really talk about right now, but mm-hmm. hopefully that'll come out Good. sometime Good. this year. Yeah. Good. Well, people um, will have their ears open for that then. Definitely be singing it from the rooftops. Good. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I yeah. love that. Well, I just think if you are becoming familiarized with Sarah as we talk, or you know who Sarah is, make sure you check out her Instagram. It's Sarah Hand, Sarah.hand underscore art and art dot and dot wonder it'll be <laughs> it's in the show notes but anyway sarah hand paper mache will get you there for sure mm-hmm, sarah hand for instagram sure. will will get you there um i love finding out of course about who and what is inspiring you yeah i know i sent you one who constantly um it's an artist who constantly inspires me and i follow her on instagram now and and i just love her um She's a sculptor, Kathy Ruttenberg. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with her work. I looked her up um, because you said we, I get a little hit, sneak peek before you guys hear That's this, right. but <laughs> Kathy Ruttenberg, R-U-T-T-E-N-B-E-R-G. Oh my goodness. Mm. So I can see why she's kind of the sculpting version of you. I mean, she takes what you do <laughs> to her place. It's really cool thank it's you like for that mythological one. almost mythological or folk taily large-scale ceramic i mean she does other things but it's mostly ceramic sculptures really um, of great. women and, and there's a lot of nature involved and some of it's a little grotesque and i just love every time i see her work i it's like it takes you straight into a story even though there's oh, no yeah. words i love it I love it too. I'm, I'm actually, this is so up my, up my alley, up my street. I'm, I'm happy to know about somebody that I hadn't known about before. That's a great one. Thank you. And she's an animal lover. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, she has some pigs and goats and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know her personally, but I just love her art. I see why. And multimedia too, which is great. Yes. I think you would get along excellently if you ever yeah. met her. <laughs> Maybe one day. Kathy. <laughs> 
Kathy's great. And you said also um, Sarah Matthews. Yes. Printmaker. She's a printmaker and a book binder. And I want, that's part of my journey is that I love making artist books. And I used to do that all the time when I was skipping all those classes in college. Yeah. <laughs> I had a teacher who, who was really into artist books and um, I just got obsessed. So um, oh, cool. Sarah, Sarah is um, a printmaker and she makes books with print, her printed stuff. And um, she has a great YouTube channel. And I just love, she always wears like this really big beautiful ring and her voice is very soothing and she just her she's just great she's on instagram too her color sense is delish it's oh, yeah it's really good so i good. figured you'd you'd bring good good mojo to this <laughs> <laughs> who else did i put I you remember. said megan stalt stalter i'm gonna say oh it wrong. i did That's she's so great funny. yeah she's a kick stalter yeah she's yeah, a stalter, comedian sorry, like megan yeah, she's just like this goofy comedian girl that we I need that right now. Yeah, that's the thing. During this whole year, she's been on uh, Instagram and Twitter just doing her crazy. I feel like a lot of good comedians have come out of this year putting stuff on themselves. And she's just a nutball. And she does things that I feel like I already do, like singing weird songs and being ridiculous. And I, love 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 her i love her so much that i um asked my husband to give me a cameo from her oh wow christmas and she did and it was hilarious that's so cool that is so cool these are all these will all be in the show notes you guys so you can you can check these out that is so fun i really think there's something to be said about people like that that are just you know wacky dancing or whatever because i can't quite get there myself in on camera. So I'm like, Oh, thanks for living that out for me. You know, <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. Totally. And I think we just need to just shake it off and let loose a little bit. And, Absolutely. and that's what I, I so appreciate about your projects and your book. I just, there's that one page where I grab my book. There's that one page that kind of shows all the projects together. Oh yeah. It's like a grid. Mm -hmm. it's, yes. Page 23. And oh, it just you. has, and that like that giant ice cream cone. I mean, I can't wait to make these things. It's just so <laughs> delicious. And, and, and it, I'll bet you had, I mean, to come up with a book, you have to have, I mean, you have to have a bunch and then you have to cull it down. So right. there, there's lots. So I, I want to, I, I can't wait till this book is full of like little notes and drippy pages and <laughs> turned back yes. orders and things like that. Just like a cookbook. Mm -hmm. Yes. I just love, I hope, you know, these little things that inspire all of us, you know, from where we are doing it our way is just the coolest thing. So I just think you and others inspire in so many ways, but I love what you bring to it. I just really do. Thanks. Yeah. I like, I think the thing about paper mache that I love so much is it, it really doesn't have a lot of rules. I mean, it's not like oil painting or something where you got to learn certain things and build up your knowledge about that it's done in many different ways all over the world and for a really yeah. long time and it's kind of a folk art because it's mm -hmm. so cheap You're you right. can usually use what you have at home mm -hmm. and it's easy to start so it's like it's so accessible it's really inexpensive it's a little messy mm -hmm. but um that's why we like it i think <laughs> mm. well if anything encourages you all to just play a little bit. This is definitely it, mm -hmm. you know? And I think too, 
to bring back the focus to your style and your art style, it comes across that same way. It comes across as just play, just put your brush in that color and, and, you know, make this feel like it's just coming from your, you know, your story, which is pretty exciting. Mm, That's, that feels nice to hear. Oh, good. (laughs) Well, thanks for being here today. I just can't wait to see what's next. I'm going to get my fingers dirty and send you bird pictures. Yes. I encourage everybody to do that. Send pictures. I love it. I'm I'm going to put pictures that people send me on a page on my website because I think it's fun to see what people make from your book or one's I love book. That. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see your pictures, people. Get it. Get it going. Awesome. Get it going. Thanks, Miss Sarah Hand, <laughs> for joining Thanks, me today. Margot. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.